Nikita Khrushchev rises to power, a viewer discretion warning, and a nuclear incident that you probably haven't heard about. This is Today. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Sunday, September 13th, 2020. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know about today. It is Grandparents' Day today, so I know it's a little tough right now. You might not be able to get close to your grandparents, but, you know, maybe you could FaceTime them. FaceTime is a great way to get them to hold the phone to their ear, even though you're on FaceTime, and then you've got to talk them and say, you know, Grandpa, I can only see your ear. Please, you know, move it if you can. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Maybe send them a bag of nuts. Grandparents love peanuts, and it is National Peanut Day as well. So grab yourself some peanuts as well. Crack them open, and as you're having some of those peanuts, I'll tell you about today's events. Well, Henry Hudson reached the river that would be named after him, the Hudson River, on this day in 1609. Now, he sailed up the Hudson River, which later Uh, They named after him, and he sailed to the Hudson Strait and the Hudson Bay, and, wow, they just named everything after him, didn't they? You know what? I'm going to stop talking about him because we'll have to change this podcast to the Hudson Podcast. In 1953, following the death of Joseph Stalin and following several months of debate, betrayal, power struggles, and everything else you can imagine, Nikita Khrushchev was appointed the General Secretary of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. And this happened one day before his birthday. He served until October of 1964. Nikita Khrushchev is known for the Cold War, the space race, and the Cuban Missile Crisis. That's mainly what we know about him, but he also visited the United States. And it sounds like he had his heart set on visiting one particular place, but we didn't let him go. Nikita Khrushchev wanted to go to Disneyland, but due to security measures, they didn't let him go. Which I guess is probably for the better. I mean, you know, who knows what he would do if he had It's a Small World stuck in his head. He was the leader of Russia until 1964. He died in 1971 of a heart attack. On this day in 1971, 18 years to the day he was appointed as the leader of Russia, he was buried in Russia's capital, Moscow. In 1977, for the first time on TV, a viewer discretion warning was aired before an episode of a television show, a a sitcom. Uh, The sitcom was Soap. That viewer discretion warning would remain on the show throughout the entire first season. Now, they dropped it after that. But why did that happen? Well, they had some sexual innuendo. They had some philandering couple. And they had two openly gay characters on the show. Man, the standards have uh, really changed, haven't they? Sexual innuendo, philandering couples, that's now the nightly news. And presidential debates. Back then, people weren't used to it, so religious groups started a letter-writing campaign to try to stop the series. They, they tried to do that six months before the series, but that just acted as a huge promotion for the series, and the series went on to uh, air 85 episodes over the course of four seasons. Unfortunately, you can't currently find it streaming, but the alien abductions, the demonic possessions, the murders, the kidnappings, and all of that can be seen on DVD if you still have one of those. And, you know, just as Soap ended in 1981, Mario 
began. Yeah, the character of Mario from Super Mario Brothers games. He first appeared in Donkey Kong back in 1981, and then the successor. And then he got his own game in 1983, but that was an arcade game. Now let's talk about this day. In 1985, Super Mario Brothers was released for the first time on the Nintendo Entertainment System. It was released in Japan on this day, and the U.S. wouldn't get it until a couple months later. It sold 40 million copies. And Super Mario is in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most successful gaming franchise of all time. But you know what? It wasn't always Super Mario, and first, his name was Jumpman. And originally, he wasn't a plumber, he was a carpenter. And Bowser, by the way, was originally an ox. But the drawings weren't that great, and the artist thought it was a turtle, so they went with it. All right, I gave you the game sales numbers, but there's one number that I have no idea how to give you. The amount of hours that I have spent trying to win those games. All right, let's fast forward a couple of years to 1987 and move from Japan over to Brazil. A private radiotherapy institute in Brazil moved to a new location, and they had a teletherapy machine that contained a radioactive element. They left that machine behind, and it stayed inside an abandoned site for years. The fate of that abandoned site was disputed in court. The court knew about the machine and posted a security guard at the site. Well, on this day in 1987, the guard wasn't there. So two men entered the site. They thought the machine would have some scrap value, so... They stole it. They partially disassembled the machine. They placed the piece that contains the radioactive unit in a wheelbarrow, and they took it home. They started taking the machine apart at their houses. And later that night, they both felt sick, and the next day they felt even worse. By September 15th, one of them had visited a local clinic and was told that it was just something that he ate. So the other man continued to disassemble the equipment. He eventually freed the cesium capsule the radioactive piece, he saw a deep blue light inside of this and decided to stick a screwdriver in to scoop out some of the glowing substance. He was very curious, and he even unsuccessfully tried to light the substance on fire. He thought that maybe it was gunpowder? It didn't burn. By the 18th, they started to sell some of the metal to a nearby scrapyard. The owner of the scrapyard saw several pieces of the scraps glowing. He got curious as well, and he thought that maybe this would be valuable, or maybe it's even supernatural. So he brought it inside his house. He also shared some with friends. And the other thief, the one that went to the clinic that wasn't feeling great, well, he also scrapped some of the material, but he took some into his house. He had it on the floor, and his daughter thought it was really cool, a six-year-old daughter. So she played with it, and while eating a sandwich, she even accidentally ingested some. So to recap, the cesium had now traveled through the town in a Wilboro, sat outside of two different homes. It went inside of those homes. It got distributed to friends, and it went to two scrapyards, and it made it into the scrapyard owner's house as well. Well, how could this get any worse? The wife of the scrapyard owner started to feel ill, and she noticed that many others did as well. Fifteen days after the theft of the material, she placed the material in a plastic bag and took it to a local hospital. Now, fortunately, the level of contamination at the hospital was low. But because of this, 250 people were indeed 
found to be contaminated. 129 of those people had internal contamination. 10% of the 250, 25 people showed signs of radiation sickness and required treatment. The six-year-old that I mentioned earlier, she died. Two employees at the scrapyard died. The scrapyard owner's wife that took it to the hospital, she died. One of the original thieves had to have his right arm amputated. The contamination was found on or in three buses, 42 houses, 14 cars, and five pigs. Let this be a lesson to you. Don't steal stuff that glows, okay? All right, taking a look at last year, Felicity Huffman was sentenced to 14 days in prison for that college cheating scandal. And Trump, uh, you know what? Usually I've heard these stories before. This one I had not heard. Trump said that he looks orange, not because he's orange, but because of the energy-efficient light bulbs. And he said the light is the worst. And his administration, earlier in the month last year, announced that it would roll back regulations for increased energy-efficiency light bulbs. (laughs) And this one's a a cute one from last year. Rachel Perman, a part-time photographer, told her son Elijah that he could celebrate his fifth birthday with a photo shoot. And he and his great-grandpa Carl grabbed a bunch of balloons and dressed up like the characters in the Pixar film Up. I checked Rachel's Facebook, but I haven't seen an update on this year's photo yet. Uh, But I did get to see one more time that photo from last year that went viral. Let's take a quick look at our birthdays. Jacqueline Bissett and Peter Cetera were born on this day in 1944. Chris Hansen was born on this day in 1959. He turns 61. Roastmaster Jeff Ross turns 55. Tyler Perry's 54. Fiona Apple's 43. Ben Savage is 40. And Lily Reinhardt is 24. That's your look at September 13th. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, you're super smart and we're super sorry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five star if you think we deserve it. If you would like to make sure that we cover something on a future episode, let us know. Go to thisistodaypodcast.com to make suggestions, give us feedback, and see our other podcasts. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Oh, 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 oh,